please, please do not harm us. We have come to your planet for one thing. The Francine Marie Show. It's the only content we can digest. Good morning, campers! Pick up your coffee cup, make a cup of tea, pour yourself a beer. Hair of the dog, it's the Francine Marie Show! Good morning, thanks for joining us. Welcome to Inside the Man Cave with Dr. Richard Natale. I'm your host, Francine Marie, and this show segment gives men the truth about improving and maintaining a healthy life at any age. The station is not providing medical advice and listeners should seek any medical advice from their physicians if they have any medical concerns or problems. Today, we're discussing prostate cancer, the treatments and the side effects. Dr. Natale is a board certified urologist. He is a penile implant specialist and he is our expert today. Good morning. Good morning, Francine. How are you? I am so glad this day has come that we get to meet and interview. Oh, me too. This is a touchy subject, talking about men's health. So while we're in the man cave, we are inviting all women to listen. Oh, absolutely. Because we're concerned about our man, our boyfriend, our sons, our uncle, our dad. It's important to get a little insight into our life. And since this is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month, let's get started. Prostate, what does it do? What is the job, Doc? Ooh, so the prostate has one simple job, and that is to make our semen liquid so that we can impregnate our spouse. What if you don't have liquid? What is that called? So sometimes when men have their prostates removed or have other diseases, they may not actually produce ejaculation at all or emission at all. You do a lot of speaking on the circuit about prostate cancer since it's Awareness Month. Do more men come in to their neurologist to get tested? And what does that test look like for the prostate? I wish they would. I think more men need to come in and get evaluated. The tests are pretty simple. It's a blood test and a finger in a place you kind of don't want it to go. But that's it. Okay. You're going to get a rapport with the man, the patient, before that happens. Absolutely. Are you joking with him? You know, our dentist is trying to talk to us while, you know, he's drilling our teeth. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most important thing to do. You got to have an established relationship with your patient. Got to be easy. You got to communicate. It's got to be something that you really see that doctor as your partner, as in your health, more than anything else. Just to go back a little bit, you will use a glove for the prostate exam. That's right. It no. doesn't hurt. And you're feeling for what? What are you feeling? So that that's important. So we're feeling for any nodules. That's the biggest thing we're looking for. If we feel nodules against that prostate, that makes us think there might be something else going on like a prostate cancer. And for women, um, we're always told to examine our breasts. But men, they don't know what they're looking for. That's exactly. That's actually a really, really huge point is that we need to get that screening because for us, for prostate cancer health, there's only one way to do it. That's that blood test and that exam that only a doctor can do. Some of us, if you tell us symptoms, we're like, I have that. I have that. Yeah. But what are the what are the symptoms? Well, that's what's scary. So if you look at prostate troubles, urinary troubles like weak stream and things like that, that's a common thing that happens to most men as we get older. But if you're looking at prostate cancer, prostate cancer doesn't produce symptoms. That's why we have to really get screened early and fairly often to make sure that we pick that up when it doesn't produce any symptoms. No soreness things like that Mm -mm. because hemorrhoids you know you kind of know when you have hemorrhoids 
Yeah, yeah. So hemorrhoids are going to bother you when you're when you're taking care of your business and your bathroom and things hurt and all the rest. But this is a silent thing. It's not going to produce the symptoms that you think. And when we call our physician, should we call the physician or you as a urologist? I think the most important thing is to have that relationship, that good relationship with whomever you choose for your health care. As a urologist, I think I offer a more comprehensive evaluation of your men's health problems. But if you're looking at getting screened and you just have a great relationship with your primary doctor, it works just the same. But if we come to our urologist, we're going to get from head to toe. You're going to get head to toe from the things that we we're going to address. So things like your kidney health and your erectile health. If you're a man, you're going to talk about your prostate and urinary health as well. If you're just now tuning in, we are so excited because you are inside the man cave with Dr. Richard Natale. I'm your host, Francine Marie. And you know what? We're going to bring you issues concerning your man, concerning you as men. And I like that I have the opportunity as a female to ask these questions. So when it comes to a family history does it play a role in prostate cancer? Very, very much so. So that's a that's a big topic. So your ethnicity plays a role in prostate cancer as well as family history. And it doesn't just have to be a man who has prostate cancer in your family. It can also be even breast cancer in women in your family may put you at risk for prostate cancer. All right, here goes. The man is going to come in for his prostate exam, right? We can mm-hmm. call it a prostate exam. exam. What, what, what's another word for it? Well, we call it a digital rectal exam. That's what we're doing. A digital rectal exam. Mm -hmm. So ask your doctor for that. Sometimes if the appointment is too far off, we might chicken out. Don't chicken out. Don't chicken out. Don't chicken out. It's It's your life. That's right. Your life depends on it. Do you tell us right then? So usually there's a wait period, so we got to do some blood tests as well. The exam helps me understand if there's anything that's bad right away, but then we do some blood testing, and if those blood tests come back as something suspicious, and we may need to do a biopsy to figure out what's going on. Treatment. Is there a pill we can take and it'll all go away? Oh, I wish. I oh wish. But you know, not everybody needs their prostate cancer treated, so sometimes just watching is what we need to do, just knowing that it's there and watching it, making sure we surveil you closely is all you need but there's some patients that need to have surgery to remove it or have to have radiation or need to have it frozen and things like that so there are all different available options for taking care of the prostate got it and you're going to give us the best option absolutely yeah when you talk about freezing and burning and severing yeah yeah but we're going to be asleep so the man's going to be asleep you're going to be asleep Okay, got it. If you're just now tuning in, that's Dr. Richard Natale. He's our urologist giving us some insight um, inside the man cave, right? So this show is designed for men to understand their health. Since this is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month, if you got any questions, call 704-227-8677. Leave a comment, ask a question. My job is to help you navigate through this world I have that information, that knowledge that that I spent time gathering and learning. And all I am is your tool is to help to work together and help you get through those things. So we as women, we want to know about ED. And so do men. Do men not get a memo that it's just not working anymore? Do they get a memo? Because, you know, we as females, we don't get a memo that we're gaining weight until we pass a mirror. (laughs) The first thing I see is that men recognize when the troubles happen, they just don't want to go out and get that help. And I think that they don't want to get the help. They're embarrassed. They're shy. 
and they don't want to communicate with their doctors or their spouse, even if it's just as simple as that. But I can tell you as a physician, one thing that I've seen a lot is that the number one concerns that the patient has coming in with erectile dysfunction is actually the satisfaction of their spouse. That's what they're most worried about. Okay. And ED is a side effect of prostate cancer? It can be of some of the treatments, yeah. Well, how common is it? Come on. Spill the beans. If you look at just the number of cases of erectile dysfunction in the country, you kind of define it as what it really is, which is not getting what you want or how you want it, when you want it, and how long you need it. Now you're talking about 30 million men or more have this problem. And believe it or not, up to 25% of men under the, under the age of 40 may have that problem. So for women, it's vaginal dryness at 40, 45, 50. For men, it's... Erectile dysfunction. One thing is really important is if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Oh, speak more. Okay. So we should be, I know, men yeah. have more of a higher sex drive than women. I don't know. It depends on their age. It's. I think life plays a trick on us. I think it does. I think it does. There, there's definitely some disparities between interest and drive with age, but ultimately I think everybody has that shared communication. And so that that's what I talk to my patients about, what I talk to my wife about, is that that intimacy is something, whether it's once a week, once a month, that only we share in that relationship. And that's something that when it's lost is so tough on us. And so whether you're whether you want to have it four times a week or you want it four times a year or it doesn't matter. It's the ability to do so and the lack of the ability to do so that we're trying to help. Mm, and, and I can think of guilt. I can think of shame. I can think of... Well, and, and that's what makes us all turn to the inside, right? So when you feel guilt, when you feel shame, when you feel unable to be the way you were, we, instead of going out and getting help and seeking the attention we need, we have the tendency, all of us do, I do, of turning it inside first. It's not me. It's you. Yeah. So for men that are feeling this and experience this ED issue, is Viagra always the answer? Not always. Whether it's effectiveness or side effects or maybe even the fact that you're on medications that you can't take Viagra with, it's not always the answer. Okay. You know we want a quick fix, right, Doc? Of course we do. Prostate Cancer Awareness Month, and Dr. Richard Natali is our urologist. When did you know that this was going to be your specialty? Oh, that's a great question. I really think it takes a, a dedication and a passion for certain things in your life, and restoration and that feeling of improving people's lives is such an important thing for me as a doctor. So there's some doctors that look at treating prostate cancer itself and offering patients those fixes, which is really, really important to him. And that's wonderful. And we need those guys. And I'm the person that wants to take you from that journey to that next step to help you live that best life you can live. So when you have the side effects, when you have the troubles that come into having a good quality of life, that's something I want to help you with. And that's where the passion and the drive started. Mm-hmm. Have you run across folks who come into the office and hopefully they're bringing their wives, the men are bringing their wives and girlfriends to the office. Do they really though? Do they really do that? I really want them to. A lot of guys, there's a a, a mix, so not everybody does, but I'll tell you the best appointments I have is when both people are there. Have you run across anyone who says, hey doc, I have this ED issue, 
Is there any naturopathic, is there a herb? Can I eat mushrooms? Can I take ginseng? I mean, people come up with the weirdest things. Lavender. That, that's right. Well, I think the biggest thing to do is when you're doing the, the kind of inventory of, of living a healthy life, that all applies to erections as well. So if you're a smoker, don't smoke. If you're a drinker, try to back down on drinking. If you're not eating a good balanced diet or you're not exercising, those little simple things actually can help improve health. Unfortunately, it's not an herb or a supplement we can use to help us with erections, but it's really more about living the, that healthy life that we should. What if this is a man's second marriage, right? And he's, he's married 10 years younger or 20 years younger. And she wants to have a baby. Does ED get in the way? Oh, absolutely it can. Because remember, again, we're talking about the ability to function exactly the way you want to. And you have to have a good firm erection to go through the whole process, obviously, of intercourse. So that can absolutely play a role as well. What could be the other factors of ED? Does it affect your mood? Does it make you depressed? Absolutely. I got to tell you the story. And this, I think, is the best way to figure this out. So when my, my wife took my five-year-old son into a doctor's appointment, now five years old, this was 10 years ago, and he came out of the little bathroom and, that they have in the pediatrics office, and he was, he was kind of punching and slapping and pulling at his groin, and, he, and my wife looked at him and said, what, what's the matter with you? And he goes, Mommy, it's standing up and it won't go down. And I think if you look at it that way, it's not about the act, it's about what's part of our lives, something that, that is part of us for so many years of our life that we recognize as a normal function of our body. So when you have that taken away from you, it actually challenge, changes your, your personality and the person who you are on the inside. I'm glad you mentioned younger children noticing their body. I don't know, something happens to us as parents. We shrivel up when it's time to talk about the anatomy, sexual intercourse. It may seem to the parent as taboo. If I talk about it, then they're going to do it. Yeah. And it's the discussion of what we talked about earlier about turning into the inside and looking in yourself and, and kind of shutting yourself away from other people. If you don't have that open and honest relationship, not just with your doctor, but with your parents, your friends, your pastor, whatever the circumstance is, we only gain when we have that open openness and honesty. And it doesn't mean you need to be dirty or inappropriate about it. You just need to talk. We need mm -hmm. to talk and be open. And once that happens, you find that you actually have a lot more solutions in front of you than we ever thought before. Right. And you feel better about yourself because of it. And speaking with an expert, because we're notorious for asking the uncle, especially mm -hmm. if you're a man, you don't want to. Maybe the barbershop is your place to let go, but you can't take all advice from all people. That's right. You got to go seek a medical professional's help sometimes. Dr. Richard Natale is giving us some answers to these questions that I've got. And one of our listeners has called in and they wanted to know what would be the biggest side effect of prostate cancer treatment? I, I kind of break it out into two different categories is the side effect that we see, unfortunately, most frequently with, with surgery, and that's going to be erectile dysfunction to some degree. Unfortunately, there's going to be some impact on the way your erections work and whether that just means that after the surgery, you need to have medications to help you in that regards. That's good enough, but that still is a, is a trouble. Or if it means that you need to have more advanced treatments for that, that's also a side effect of it. 
But that's kind of the quality of life issues, getting back to your to living your best life, as we've talked about before, that, that's important. There's also a group of, of side effects, not quite as common, but can be almost as equally devastating, or if not more, which is control of, the, of urine and having urinary incontinence. That doesn't happen quite as frequently as erectile dysfunction, but when that does happen, there are solutions to help resolve that completely. I thought only women had that issue. No, no, it can happen to us too. <laughs> we laugh too hard, and guess what happens? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, you don't get a memo that that's going to happen either. <laughs> no, yeah. you don't. So, is it medications for life when we're talking about prostate cancer treatment? So, it depends. I mean, if you're talking about prostate cancer treatment, if we can get through this pretty easily with a surgery or something else, and that's all we have to do, then we're done. And all we need to do is follow you up after that. And if there's a side effects like erectile dysfunction, it could just be a pill that you have to take, unfortunately, for the rest of your life. But again, there are some side effects of the surgery, or more importantly, if, you know, going through the treatments of prostate cancer, things that require us to do step two, three, and four to make sure that you're you're okay. Breast Cancer Month, we've got the truck that goes around. We do the mammograms. When are we going to have a prostate truck? That's a really good point. So this is something I talk about in a lot of the community outreach I do and with my patients as well. If you look, everybody sees our football players wearing the pink shoes and the, and the pink bandanas and wristbands in October, and everybody knows breast cancer awareness. I think we need to do better outreach to our communities to promote prostate cancer awareness or we're not doing that. And in particular, a group of people that are most adversely affected is African-American men. So it's really important that not only do we reach out to our men in general, but we target the communities in which this disease affects us more. Asian communities, not as much. Not as much. What about age? A 16-year-old, should they come in? Do no. most 16-year-olds go anyway, right? No, yeah. And that's actually part of the problem, too, is that because men don't get seen early on in their life, like women do, that women go to their gynecologists or their pap smears, because of that, men have the tendency to really pull, pull it in and not get screened as they get older because they don't want to go through those, those exams. But if you look at the average age of prostate cancer onset, it's probably in our 60s. And it's important that you start getting your screening probably between the ages of 40 to 50, depending on family history and, and ethnicity and things like that. So if prostate cancer has more effect on the African-American community, how many people are walking around with prostate cancer and don't know it? That's a scary statistic. So there's somewhere about 175,000 cases that are diagnosed every year of, of patients who have prostate cancer. And a chance of an African-American man, man having prostate cancer about one in six. So imagine that that's a big number of those folks are African-American men that could be affected. The chance of having a diagnosis is almost two times higher than their Caucasian counterparts. And their chances of having adverse outcomes or not dealing with this disease the way we should is almost two and a half times worse than everybody else. And the biggest wake-up call is for a man to lose his father to prostate cancer. Mm -hmm. Because let's talk about that for a second. I know it's a little morbid, but when you're about to cross over, when you're in that state and watching your loved one, your dad, die in front of you. It's painful. And, and you know, the, the problem is, is that when people see that, instead of saying, you know what, I better go get my, my, my evaluations early, I don't want to prevent that, it almost works to the opposite effect. And people kind of say, I don't ever want to know about it. That's not a good thing. Use that as a, you know, is if there's a, if there's a purpose, if there's a God's plan, if there's a divine intervention as to why this happens, it's about 
looking at what happened before you and trying to prevent that in yourself and most importantly also the members of your community. You know, it reminds me of folks who die without a will. Yeah. And you know they've died without the will and you're complaining about they died without the will. Have you made your will? And not doing the work that you need to do for yourself. That's right. Listeners are just tuning in. They can call 704-227-8677. That's 704-227-8677. If you've got a question for the doc, please leave that there. We want to make sure that we tell everyone that this particular show, this station is not providing medical advice and listeners should seek medical advice from their physicians. Um, if they have medical concerns, that's what that's what we hear when we call our doctor's office. If this is emergency, you need to call nine one one. Right? That's right. Prostate Cancer Awareness Month is a nine one one. Is a wake up call. It is a wake up call. When should we get screened? Maybe we can still get an appointment this month. I don't know. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Whether you call me or you call your doctor or you call your urologist that you may have, give us a call. We're there. We'll work in. We'll get you seen and get you taken care of. And then get a rapport with your doc. I know that we were talking before the show that a lot of men, you know, they're hesitant to go to the doctor to get the prostate exam. But you have to seek out a urologist or a physician just like you would have to seek out someone who's going to cover your divorce, who's going to handle your divorce. you got to have rapport with them. Absolutely. That's so important. That's why I say, you know, if it might be a five-minute visit to take care of this screening evaluation, the, the quick test and all the rest. But that's way, that way you can spend a little bit more time actually just talking to your doctor and getting to know them. And that's so important because once those barriers come down and it's just almost like a friendship, it makes it easier to get through the problems that we have to face together. And if we ignore the diagnosis and you tell us or our physician tells us that we have prostate cancer and we don't come back, I bet that happens too. It does happen. It's scary. I've had a couple of patients in my career who kind of bury their head in the sand and and one and a few in particular that I can remember that came back at a point where we couldn't treat it. We have to get our women involved. It's a movement. We need to get our men in the doctor's office to get their prostate exam. They may go kicking and screaming, right? That's all right. Just like marriage counseling. That's all right. <laughs> kicking and screaming, but it's for the better. You know, there's plenty of information that says that women are the best advocates for men's health. So not to put it all on their shoulders, because I know women have to take care of so much, but they are one of the biggest advocates for men's health. So if that means you got to drag them kicking and screaming into the room, do it. Okay. I know we're going to be doing more shows, and I'm, I'm excited about it, but I do definitely want to talk about... Penile implants. That's another show. But after prostate cancer, we're treated. Can we get a penile implant? Oh, yes, he can. Oh, yes, he can. You might be very pleasantly surprised in the results. Okay. Because the last time I saw one was, what, 1980-something, right? Mm -hmm. But I would assume that they have improved. Oh, very much so. Very much so. There are a lot of, it's a lot safer of a procedure. It's a lot better of an implant protecting you against things like infection, for example, that we used to think about back in the day in terms of a surgical infection. So it's a lot better of a device than it's ever been before. Got it. I hope it's covered by insurance. Oh, yeah, it is. You could be a bionic man. Oh, you're exactly right. Right? Yeah. And it's not the $6 million man. It doesn't cost that much. (laughs) Uh, That's good to know. If you're just not tuning in, we've got a new best friend this morning. Um, It's Dr. Richard Natale, and you are listening to Inside the Man Cave. I'm your host, Francine Marie, and we're going to be doing more shows about men's health. So before you leave out this morning, you've got to give us a positive story. 
probably one of the best stories I've ever had was a, a man who had actually urinary incontinence as a result of surgery, of prostate cancer surgery, and he'd went a decade in diapers. And the surgeries we do to correct the problems, I corrected it with a procedure called an artificial urinary sphincter. And the man cried and he hugged me when I, after the surgery because he had went 10 years in diapers and his other doctors were telling him there's nothing that could be done. And to me, if I can wrap up my career into one defining moment, it was that. Because to, to fix a man's quality of life like that, something so basic, something so simple, that it was just a huge reward for me. That is so touching. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, what a, I'll, just, I'll tell you the stories about the about those other guys soon enough. <laughs> Dr. Richard Natale's here. You're inside the man cave. I'm your host, Francine Marie. This show segment gives men the truth about improving and maintaining a healthy life at any age. So we've gone down the spectrum of getting into the office for, for a young man who's 16 years old to an older senior citizen, or we call them seasoned men, who is a little bit older. You cover a broad range of urological conditions um, and you happen to specialize in men's health. So thank goodness for you. And you've got the best personality. Thank you. You're one of a kind. I hope you know that. I think so. Yeah. (laughs) All right. You got concerns? You got uh, questions about your Johnson, your tool, your member? Call 704-227-8677. We want to mention that the station is not... Providing medical advice um, and listeners should seek advice from their medical physician. You should go to the doctor. It's Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. We want to thank the whole team. Well, thank you for having me. And I'm going to see you later. Absolutely. Station isn't providing medical advice and listeners should seek medical advice from their physicians if they have any medical concerns or problems. It's the Francine Marie Show. We're taking a break. So before you can wipe your bum, we'll be right back. This is my jam and jelly, y'all, on the Francine Marie Show. Spread that show out, girl. Spread it out. Please, please do not harm us. We have come to your planet for one thing, the Francine Marie Show. It's the only content we can digest. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, and, of course, companionship. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive, and now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance will come in with this group. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Three, two, one. Oh, no. Which Which button am I... When every second counts, you can't wing it. Uh, Guys, a little help up here? In a home fire, you may have less than two minutes to get out. So make a family home fire escape plan. Then practice home fire drills at least twice a year so everyone knows what to do when they hear... Prepare your family at ready.gov slash fire drill. Brought to you by FEMA, the Ag Council, and Make Safe Happen. Only smart people get up early enough to listen to the Francine Marie Show. So thanks for listening, smarty pants. Good morning, campers! Pick up your coffee cup, make a cup of tea, pour yourself a beer. Hair of the dog, it's the Francine Marie Show! Station isn't providing medical advice, and listeners should seek medical advice from their physicians if they have any medical concerns or problems. V101.9, playing your favorite throwbacks, and today's R&B fly tie. 
hanging out with you, man. And you know we're all about the community. And do I have a special guest with me today all the way from the big city of Concord, North Carolina, from Carolina Urology Partners. Please give it up for my friend, Dr. Natalie. What's going on, man? What's up, man? Thank you for having me here today. I'm excited that you're here. We're going to talk about some good stuff. Cool. All right. It's called Inside the Man Cave with Dr. Richard Natali. Well, we're going to talk some good stuff. Let's just uh, kick it off. There are a lot of African-American, especially men, that don't like going to the doctor yes, for sir. fear of what they may find. And that's part of the reason you do what you do, right? Yes, sir. I, I think, you know, community outreach, getting in touch with the people that me the most is so important for what I do. And it's not just as a doctor, but as me personally, personally rewarding for it. So mm, You're not only help saving lives, but you're changing lives for the better. Yeah, man. Let's talk a little bit about prostate cancer. What actually is it? So prostate cancer is involved the gland, the prostate itself, which is the base of the bladder that helps us with our sexual function about kind of making our ejaculation ready for pregnancy. And it's cancer of the glands inside that that are within that organ itself. That mm-hmm. we develop. So if some guys feel like they're having some problems, what are some particular symptoms of uh, prostate cancer? Well, see, that's the thing, man. So you got to be more more vigilant about surveillance mm-hmm. and screening because there aren't really a lot of symptoms. Up front, these are things that are kind of silent that develop over time. Mm-hmm. So when you are expressing symptoms, it might actually be too late. So wow. it's a it really means you got to go to your doctor early and get screened. So uh, how will one get screened or how will one be able to tell? Two simple tests, man. There's a blood test, the PSA blood test, mm-hmm. prostate-specific uh, antigen, and then there's just a finger in the hind end, <laughs> man. Wait, wait a minute. I know, man. Ouch. Wait, that, that hurt. Put on some gloves before you talk <laughs> yeah, yeah, about yeah. this. Yeah. That, that, how we do this thing again now? <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it's all part of it, man. We, yeah. we, we just got to do it. And it's, you know, it's a brief, uncomfortable exam. I get it. But in the end of the day, it provides us so much more information about protecting you. Now, Doc, I've heard many different ages, and I'm right around the age that I've heard about. And I have taken the blood test. Um, but what age is the right age to start getting checked? Yeah, man. I think it really depends on your ethnic group, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. If you look at African American men, in particular, but younger screening would be more appropriate, anywhere between the ages of 40 to 45. Now, the old guidelines would say at about 45, particularly with family history, mm. you want to make sure you're getting at least a baseline blood test and an examination. And I still really stick with that because of the higher prevalence of prostate cancer in the African-American community. Yeah, absolutely. And, and But you talked a little bit about family history. There's a lot of people that are listening this morning like me. I don't know my family history. I, I, I grew up without a father in home, so I really didn't know him. And I have no way of knowing the history. Would you say be better safe than sorry? Yeah, there, there's definitely that part of it. But remember, the family history is on both sides, too. So mm, we're starting to see that's good. now that women and, and the family risk factors on their side and the transmission of particular genes that we thought might have only been part of breast cancer risks, for example, mm-hmm. that's also playing a role in men's health. So if your mom had breast cancer, for example, yeah. and let's say there was multiple relatives who had it, that might be putting you at risk for prostate cancer as well. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. I I just thought it ran on the father's side. Yeah. 
but also on the mother's side as well. So uh, what are some treatment options that are are out there that's available? A lot of the treatment options are based upon how bad things are or how good things are or favorable, like we like to say. So you can go anywhere from just watching it very closely, which is called active surveillance, all the way up to surgery to remove the prostate or radiation, freeze it, things like that to, to get rid of the cancer. We're talking with Dr. Richard Natale from the, the Carolina Urology Partners in Concord, North Carolina. Uh, I like to call him Dr. Richie Rich. <laughs> 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 because I like to have a little fun with it because a lot of times we take, although it's a serious matter, yeah. but we we take it so serious when there can be some preventive maintenance, right? Yes, sir. How can we do that? All right. So a couple things I want you to do when you is number one is honesty. Mm-hmm. And you have to have a rapport with your doctor. Be able to communicate the things that you're worried about, the things that you're dealing with, and all the rest. Whether even if it's just a hey man, I want to get this checked out. And that's it. Great. You need to have that rapport, number one. You need to come in once a year for, as we talked about again, that finger test that no one likes and a blood test. Mm -hmm. And as long as we're kind of monitoring and being honest with each other and building that relationship together, we'll be fine no matter what comes our way. I love it. The relationship goes both ways. Yeah, uh, the doctor is honest with you. You're on, honest with what you're dealing with, you know. But if you're unsure, if you may be feeling a little uneasy, I'm sure when people come into your office, you're able to make them feel a lot comfortable with this conversation. Yes, sir. I try. And you know what? That's why I like you calling me Dr. Richie Rich, because I, like <laughs> I like to have a little fun with my patients, yeah. tell jokes, and kind of break that in, because I think that in the end of the day, it's about uh, I try to be a partner with my patient, a relationship with my patient, not just walk in. You're a number. You're you know, you're just the next person on my list today. That's not how I roll. And I think it's important to have that dynamic with your patient because that makes healthcare that much better to, to deliver. It builds a personal relationship and personal rapport, because uh, a lot of times when men are struggling or dealing with this, it could cause some other problems. Oh, well, yeah. that's what I heard. I <laughs> <laughs> some other issues that, yeah, man. that possibly can be corrected. Let's talk about that. Let's do it. I'm talking about ED. Yeah. Erectile yeah. dysfunction. <laughs> yeah. Is that, I mean, I, can I keep it real? Can right. I? Can we, this is the man cave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the man, the man cave. That's right, man. It's safe. It's just me, you, and the guys listening. That's, that's it, it, right? That's, that's it. it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Not me. I mean, you know, Sometimes it just ain't happening. It just don't work like it used to work if we dealing with something like this. Absolutely. So let, let's jump into that a little bit. And that's an important thing, too, man, because a lot of times people are afraid to, to broach that particular topic as well. And whether it's related to your prostate cancer treatments or it's something that you have on your own for whatever particular reason, that's another thing. You don't have to suffer with that in silence. If you talk to the right people mm. who are passionate and engaged and motivated to get that fixed, now we can get it. We can get over that the same way like the prostate cancer together as a team. Wow. No man is an island. We do life together, right? Yeah, man. I like what you said. You don't have to suffer in silence because there's a lot of men that may be ashamed or don't want to express themselves but when you build that rapport you can say hey doc just ain't i ain't able to get it up like it used to yeah right so what can we do if men are going through that what should a patient do if they experience ed after their prostate cancer has been treated okay so something is really really important again is that communication piece right so you're talking with your doctor about what about what's going on what your expectations are, 
and what you hope to get accomplished, right? So you have to have that open communication. It's number one. Number two is once we start establishing what we need to get out of this, we're going to start looking at, at treatment options based upon what your needs are. So there are some guys who need to be on pills and that's going to help and that's all we need to do. There's going to be some guys that need to have surgery to get things fixed. They can get back to the way they want to be functional again. Um, and it all depends on the severity of your problems and how you respond to some of the simpler treatments. We're talking with Dr. Natalie. I like to call him Dr. Richie Rich, also a.k.a. Dr. Natalizi. <laughs> it's going down right now. Listen, if you have questions, I want you to call 704-227-8677. 704-227-8677 is the number. Leave a message for a future show. We are inside the man cave with the doc. How common is ED among men who have not had prostate cancer? Oh, man, that, that's a great question. You know what? That's a lot more common than when you think. So when you think about erectile dysfunction being something, you know, we always think about the floppy noodle kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. it is just not being able to get what you need as good as you need for as long as you need, Ooh, right? Wait, wait. Oh. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> what you need. For as long as you need. For as long as you need. As good as you need it, man. Some some guys like, from who I need it from. (laughs) That I I can't help you with. (laughs) I know, right? You can't write a prescription for that one. Yeah, I've tried to. (laughs) My wife doesn't like it when I do that, man. I love it. But, I mean, people who struggle with ED, they may be like, my prostate is good. Yeah, man. But if you look, there's, if you if you expand that definition to include all of that, you're looking at maybe 30 million men. I mean, mm. You're talking about a lot more people than what you really recognize on the surface. So the people that are coming to attention immediately, those are the people who are brave. They stand up and say, they raise their hands and say, hey, I got to get, get this treated. But a lot of times those are people that started off kind of mild and hid that problem for years until they went up and got help. So there's wow. probably a lot more men walking around having those troubles than we know. A lot more. You're talking about 30 million plus. Yeah. So what are some other factors that could cause ED? Oh, man. Uh, so here's, here's the thing. So if there's somebody listening on this radio station right now who's smoking mm. or vaping or doing those things, that's a big, big cause of it. Yeah. Because it's all tied into cardiovascular disease. So you got to, you know, smokers are at high risk for it. People who are diabetics, people who have already known history of cardiovascular problems like high blood pressure or have had a heart attack or something like that mm. are also at risk. And medications. Medications are a big cause of it, too. So You know, people think that you could take medications to really cure it. Like, you know, if I take this pill, this blue one to be exact, <laughs> then I'm good. But sometimes the problem is bigger than that. Yeah, sometimes the problem in, in the, the blue pill, if it doesn't work. So there, you know, there's these other pills that are around that we can use too. And people think, hey man, this is this is my my treatment of choice. And what if it doesn't work? Well, there are other options, right? So you may need to have, as we talked about earlier, surgery to fix that problem. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. or maybe you need to get a shot or something else that's gonna help boost you up because that's not good enough. Yeah. Well, you know, there are a lot of men out there that say they're saying, okay, I'm confident enough to come. I realize there's an issue, but if I go through this prostate cancer treatment, what other side effects I might have? Yeah. And that's that's where I come in. So, you know, a lot of people ask the question of me is, do you take care of prostate cancer? And I take care of the survivorship part of it all. Mm-hmm. Because prostate cancer, there's a life after that, right? Well, whole point of, of doctors coming in trying to save your life from a disease is to give you back 
that part of things, give you your life back, but there's also a bigger picture than just saving a life. It's about quality of life. So mm. that's where I come in. I'm the guy that will deal with the side effects that happen after the surgery. So things like erectile dysfunction or urinary incontinence, the inability to control your urine after the surgery, um, and you can leak and things like that. doesn't happen very frequently, but when it does, it can be devastating. Devastating is an understatement. You don't walk around. You don't want to be walking around with um, <laughs> a big puddle in the front of yeah. your pants, right? Yeah. Let's just be honest. This is the man cave, right? Yeah, man. So what can be done outside of uh, uh, surgery? Are there any medications that we can uh, get on to help control that a little bit better? So if you have that, if you have that complication after an operation like that, you, the first thing you do is kind of what we call behavioral changes. Watch what you eat, watch what you drink, doing some pelvic floor exercises to re-strengthen the muscles down there, retrain them to help you control your water. Mm-hmm. At some point in particular instances, maybe medications may help. But ultimately, what winds up happening is guys who have this problem that persists after all those simple interventions, unfortunately, will require surgery at some point. Yeah. So if if they had the surgery and they're on the medications, but they still not able to do it, (laughs) what would you suggest? So it depends on how much of a problem it is. If you're looking at something that's mild, for example, there's guys who... You know, Doc, I'm, I'm dry all the time, but if I go to the gym or I go jogging or worse off, if they're intimate with their spouse, they may leak. Mm-hmm. There's a solution for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's called the male sling. We can go actually reposition the, the urine channel, the urethra tube that comes out of our bladder. And by resupporting that area, men do better. They get drier. Okay, yeah. but there's some guys and I've seen this more than once in my career, of course, that come in who are completely, completely wet and they're wearing diapers like babies again and there's wow. no control at all. And when in, you're that severe, then you're looking at something like a sphincter, which is an, a, a device that kind of helps close off that urine stream that you control yourself with a with a button in the, in the scrotal sack. Mm, wow. I didn't. I had no idea that um, a lot of men struggle with that. Yeah. Um, so. Let's talk to the ladies for a minute. There's a lot of ladies listening as well. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking to the women that may be with a man who's dealing with some of those ED issues and they're kind of nervous to come see a doctor. What can you say to the ladies? Maybe a word of advice yeah. or present it to them this way. Let's talk to the women for a minute. Yeah. So the first thing is patience mm-hmm. and understanding, right? Because that. Because they're, they're in their own heads. Every guy I've seen who has this trouble, the first thing they come out of their mouths has to do with their their spouse or other half. They're Believe it or not, they're less interested in just fixing the problem for themselves as they are fixing the problem for the relationship. So realize that they, they know that they feel that and they need that patience and understanding. But sometimes they also need that extra little bit of a push. Because yeah. you know how men can be sometimes. We'll sit there and brood and sulk and be all upset about something and not go out and get that help. So the next step, for women sometimes is just to pick them up, you know, giving that boost, that confidence. Hey, there's a guy I know. I've heard of this man who can help this doc who can help you and get them to the right people. His name is Dr. Natalizi. <laughs> Dr. Natalizi, thank you so much for uh, coming in today because this is an issue that a lot of men struggle with and necessarily don't talk about. So if you have a question for the doc, hit me up, 704-227-8677. That's 704 
800-826-8677. You're inside the man cave with the doc. And listen, we're going to have a series of these type shows. Is there certain areas that we didn't talk about today? You know, I would think I want to bring this back in. And, and when I want to get the listeners reengaged in this stuff is the prostate cancer things. Mm-hmm. And because I think that when you hear the discussions about the after effects, and, and yes, we have answers and solutions for that, but also to make sure, man, get to your doctor, get yourself screened, get yourself evaluated. Because I do have, we can walk through that journey together. Wow, that's good. You get support. That's good. Because if it does come back that you have prostate cancer, it's not actually a death sentence. No, sir. There, there's a lot of treatment options out there that's available. And that's why we need to come see you. Get help, get screened. And I'm happy to help out, man. Always. I am so honored that you're here with us today, Doc, inside the Man Cave, because this is Prostrate Awareness Month, right? Yes, sir, it is. And a lot of people saying, ah, in my community, we don't talk about this type of stuff, meaning the African-American community, because a lot of guys, I'm a barber as well, so I cut hair. <laughs> yeah. These, anytime we talk about getting your prostate check, it's always a joke, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah. wait a minute, dog, you got some big fingers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you one thing, I never use a second opinion, so you never use two fingers, not one. <laughs> I absolutely love it. But let's talk about some statistics that affect our community. All right, man. So one of the biggest things to realize is that there are about 175,000 new cases of prostate cancer diagnosed each year. Mm -hmm. Okay. One in six African-American men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer. Wow. So that's a huge, huge part of those people that are being diagnosed every year. Wow. That's incredible. You're in... African-American men not only are almost two times higher of chance of being diagnosed with prostate cancer, but more importantly, because of the issues we've discussed before, access to care, screening, Mm. talking to your doctor, are also about two and a half times more likely to pass from prostate cancer as well. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, Let's talk about that access to care. Many men, not only are they afraid, but they just don't have the access. I don't know where to start. I hear uh, Dr. Natalizi on the radio, but... What do I do? Do I go to my general physician? Do I go to a urologist? Uh, do I call the emergency room? Let's just keep it real. Yeah. So if you got a general doctor that you like, that you know, a family doctor that maybe took care of someone in your family, go go to the doctor and say, I want to get screened and ask for, and I know this is crazy, but you have to ask for the blood test and the exam and say, I want to get screened. Now, if you say I'm not getting what I need, then maybe you give me a call. Or you give another urologist a call who's going to say to you, okay, let's get this set up. And we do. It's easy, man. It's a five-minute visit. Walk in. Give me your history. Let's do an exam. Let's do a blood test. Wow. It takes that long. Yeah, it's Only quick. five minutes. I, quick, man. The rest of the time, we're just, we're just shooting, shooting the stuff <laughs> and talking, man. Yeah. We're inside the man cave. If you got questions, hit me up. 704 227 8677. Now that's a voicemail. So what we'll do is we'll take your comments, your questions, and then we'll play them on a future show. You're inside the man cave with Dr. Natali. Now, I want to talk about a little bit men who go through the treatment. Talk to the men that feel like, "Ah, I don't think I'm going to bounce back the same. Oh, that, see, that's where you're wrong, man. You can bounce back. You're going to be, there's, there's, survivorship, right? So you're going to get past this and maybe you're going to be a little bit different from where you were before, but we can get you back as close to that as possible because there's solutions, there's answers that are there. 
And that's what I get back to you again about this communication. If you, as long as you're talking with me the whole time and we're working together, I'm going to get you back to as close as I can as possible to where you were at. I love it. But the key is to catch it early. Early detection can increase your chances of survival, right? Absolutely. Earlier, the better. So, you know, when we come to get screened, we pick that thing up sooner in earlier stages. We can knock it out of the park, get you cured. And you may not even have to even talk about these side effects that we were just talking about. It may not even become a reality for you. Now, when you talk about the cure, uh, is that I'm cured totally or is it a chance that it could come back? Yeah, so a lot of that's based upon what you got. So once we're done with the surgery, looking at the pathology or the biopsy of what you got is going to help us predict how how well you're going to respond to things. And we got to watch you. So, you, you know, that 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 early surveillance, the coming in, getting seen, man, we're going to keep continue following you afterwards closely and making sure, again, including some stuff that we don't like to do, but we got to do it. We follow up the blood tests with exams and make sure that we got it all. A lot of times things that uh, we don't like are actually those things that are good for us. Yeah, I've, I've talked to my wife enough about that. That's right. <laughs> right, like eating right, stop smoking, and, and, and different things that you talked about a little earlier. That's exactly right, exactly right. Now, uh, how long does it take for the results to come back? Because if you take a little bit of blood, or will you be able to, to immediately tell after you uh, slide the pinky finger in? Would you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, the pinky finger is just—that's just a choice, man. Okay. <laughs> like I said, come on, doctor. Yeah. Kind of sensitive in that area, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't want to like it too much, cause you know. <laughs> well, man, look. Here's the thing: if you turn the Barry White on, you turn the lights down just right. It's okay, man. No. Uh, I love it. Turn the lights down low, light the candles, put on. <laughs> get the scented candles. Only the scented go, candles, man. You, <laughs> you can at least give me a glass of wine before you well, do it, doc. And I, and I promise I'll call you tomorrow. I promise. <laughs> but but honestly, I think the, the exam part of stuff, you're going to get an answer pretty much right away if there's anything there that we're worried about, right? So uh-huh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the exam and tell you if I find something. The blood test usually takes 24 to 48 hours ba- to get back. Okay. And I'll call you and, and let you know the results when I see my patients with it. That's what I love about you because you're so personal with it, oh, you know, because oftentimes this could be very scary. A lot of guys, man, it's like, okay, my wife finally convinced me to come in. Now I got to wait two, three weeks for the results to come back. I'm nervous. Or if I get on these meds, what side effects can they cause? You know, because a lot of times you see these commercials and they are very scary. They're scary to me. They, uh, you take this to help one problem, but it caused 20 other problems. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So the side effects, thankfully, of the pills aren't too bad. Mm -hmm. Usually there's flushing. Usually there's a little bit of a mild headache, maybe some nausea or some reflux feeling that kind of like maybe I ate something too spicy last night kind of feeling, right? Mm -hmm. That's about all that you usually see. Now, some people can get pretty bad side effects, not common, but they can get them, headaches or muscle aches. Mm. So if I have early detection and I go through the treatment, you talked about better quality of life. Mm-hmm. Is there a way that I may be able to bounce back better than I was before? 
there's some stories I can't tell on the air I don't think <laughs> I think the FCC get mad at us so I'll tell you the stories but come on give me listen, one man give I tell you one. what I tell you what you can be Superman I, <laughs> if you, you need go. to be man that's all that's all I gotta say remember we talked about as long and as hard as you need it and all that good stuff oh, I get goodness. you to, all right. I know man <laughs> no pun intended well pun intended yeah oh, absolutely <laughs> absolutely Oh, my goodness. You know what? I'm surprised um, that you haven't got those. Well, maybe you have. Give me one of those success stories to be like, Doc, you saved my marriage. Give me a success story because, you know, we hear all about the fears. Oh, yeah. You know, I like to hear the the other side of the story. Talk about that a little. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you what. I can't use names, right? So we'll, we'll... but I can tell you a story about a very dear patient of mine that I like a whole lot mm-hmm. who I helped fix his problems, right? So yeah. he had troubles with with performance issues. Meds didn't work. So I helped and, and did a surgery on him, did a penile implant on him. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that he had a brother down in Florida who needed some help. He had yeah. a cousin who needed some help. <laughs> he had about four friends of his that needed some help. Man, I, yes. I was I, I was gonna give him a fifty percent discount. I mean, I'll tell you what. Yes. And each one of those guys are happy, man. They're, they're, wow. They're, they feel back to where they were when they were younger men and being able to live their best life. Living your best life. Lil Duvall has a song out called "Living My Best Life." <laughs> Let that be your theme song for Inside the Man Cave. I'll take it, man, any day. (laughs) If you want to live your best life, call me up. Leave a message, 704-227-8677. Let's put away the fears and let's walk into a new life, your best life. Best life. Hmm, I'm trying to figure out a creative way to say this. How you can perform better in all areas of your life. That's right. How about that one? That's right. (laughs) Before I let you go, before I let you go, I'm going to let you talk to the ladies for a minute. Give me three of your best lines that women could tell their men to get them to come see you. I need three. Oh, man, you're going to put me on spot for that. I need three. I need three. Okay. 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 Number one, you go get to. Wait, 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 wait. Dr. Natalie, you, you got to go in her voice. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm waiting for you. <laughs> Hi, I need you to see. <laughs> I need you to see my husband. What's the problem? He's not giving me what I need. <laughs> That's a good one. You That's like a that. good one. You like that, right? I like that yeah. one. Okay, I I I'll let you off the hook. I'm gonna give, give me one more. Give me one more. <laughs> All right, how about this? How about, hey, Dr. Natalia? <laughs> I don't even know if I can do this all the way, man. You're doing good. You're doing good. You're like, but, but, but this is now here. I'm going to be serious now, right? So th- mm. this is my life partner. I want to make sure he's okay. Help me. Well, what's going on? Well, I got to figure out if he's going to be the man that I, that I married for as long as he can possibly be. Mm. So the things are not going quite like they used to. That's right. <laughs> How do we look at each other this way? I, I, I don't know, even know. I, I don't know. even know. I, I, I never look at you yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah. I cannot look at you the same. 704-227-8677. We're going to take a lot of phone calls. So the next show inside the yeah. man cave, I hope you're ready to answer some questions. I'll be ready for it. What is, before I let you go, the number one question that you get all the time when men come into your office? Man, I think the the biggest question I get, because I do a lot of erectile dysfunction, or I should say restoration, right? So the guys come in with these troubles is, 
how can I get this fixed? Mm. That's the number one question I get. And I got the answers for you. You know, you said dysfunction, but I love the word restoration. Absolutely. Because that's giving men hope to say, you know what? I may have been in this state, but I don't have to stay there. Yeah, man. There's a, a better life that I can experience when I go see the doc. That's right. Man, I appreciate you coming in today. I got about maybe one minute left. I'm going to give you the last words. All right, Fly. Listen, thank you for having me today. I really appreciate it. Um, it's all about taking care of my community and working with the people that, that I've been trained to help with giving the skill sets, but also been given the grace of God to have that, that drive, that motivation to be in that community, helping my fellow man getting through their problems. So I appreciate this opportunity, this platform to help reach out to those folks and bring them into the doctor and get treated. Wow. Thank you so much. It's more than just being a physician. It's really helping your community. Oh, yeah. And you're helping a lot of men. You're helping lives. You're helping save lives. You're helping save marriages. You're doing a great thing. We need to give you a medal of honor. <laughs> Inside the Man Cave with Fly Tie and Dr. Richard Natali. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, sir. Do you have questions for Dr. Natali? Call 704-227-8677. That's the line to the Man Cave, 704-227-8677. I'm Francine Marie, your hostess at the most is your one hour. Public Talk Radio is up. I don't know where the time goes when you're having fun and talking about good stuff, but we'll be back next week, same time, same station. Until we meet, darling, I want you to have a good week. Thank you for joining us for the Francine Marie Show, where we address issues concerning you and your family. That's all for now. See you next week. Please do not harm us. We have come to your planet for one thing. The Francine Marie Show. It's the only content we can digest.